Sit back, relax, grab a cup of tea and a biscuit, and prepare yourself for the latest episode of the Game Punches podcast. Podcast episode 193. Game Punches is the most COVID 19 saturated infectious podcast that can only be defeated by bog roll on the internet. My name is Steve. And my name is Fraser. <coughs> <coughs> Tell you what, though, uh, John Travolta just got cleared from COVID 19 today. Sweet. Life yeah, is good. Hey, that, it was Scientology. They prayed. Well, exactly. Well, today's Sunday. Yeah, I don't know. They Turns out it was a Saturday night fever only. So. You win. <laughs> Did you see the one about the the World Health Organization and the dogs? No. Oh my God! You didn't hear that one here, is it? Yeah, come on. It here it comes. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. The World Health Organization has announced that dogs cannot contract COVID nineteen. Dogs previously held in quarantine can now be released. To be clear, who let the dogs out? Oh, because... <laughs> All right. That's enough. That's apparently, you get the uh, corona virus, you get the lamb's disease. Only one package saves you a bunch of money. Again, that's it. I'm done. Plus I'm shipping. Done. Yeah, plus shipping and handling. Um, okay, so here's the thing, Phrase. So, I mean, I, all right. So, first off, and I'm not going to dwell, right? I'm not going to dwell on it. But the long delay after we were coming back was because the someone that's very close to died. Uh, everyone was super supportive and gave me the time I needed uh, and now we're kind of climbing back out of that hole so everything, we're getting back on track but uh, the death thing really hit the family and all of our friends pretty hard so we've been being the house that everyone comes to to kind of calm down and kind of talk about it and stuff so that's we're, we're level, we're, we're back we're back to where we need to be now so I appreciate the uh, giving me the time we needed to not do a show because I certainly couldn't before <laughs> not exactly my happiest uh, moods so okay, that's understandable so, so yeah. you know I'm sorry you had to go through that it's just I appreciate it yeah, yeah it's like I said it couldn't be helped it's one of those things and uh, now we're we're kind of moving on but that's that was the the reason if anyone was curious that we were like okay we're gonna start doing these again and then immediately stop for like over a month and it's because of that so it was extenuating circumstances uh Hopefully, nothing like that's going to happen again. So, he says right on the dawn of COVID-19. So, um, I guess right now, what are we doing, Phrase? Are you are you locked in your house? Uh, it, today, I, I don't know. I think it's been a strange... I'll tell you the strangest things about, about this that I have found. One, right. we don't even need to talk about people's obsession with toilet paper. I still haven't figured that one out. Who the knows, other, right? The other thing is, like, about... And I'm... I'm 
about three weeks ago, if not, it must have been at least three weeks ago, I was like to the wife, you know what, you might want to just start buying an extra bag of rice and an extra bag of dog food. I just got a feeling, yeah. right? And so got an inkling. Got, got I, got an, I got an inkling. So we, yeah. weren't any, we weren't part of that wave of people who just needed to suddenly get stuff. We had sort of like actually been silently sorting ourselves out. Yeah. Actually, the wife's been doing that for a while. She saw the writing on the wall like ages ago. Our pantry is stocked. Yeah, oh, it's just we some. Have, we have but, a, an overflow refrigerator full of shit. It's, but I, you know, and I'm, and I'm not saying that we're ready to hunker down for a holocaust, right, and all no, this sort no. of stuff. But you know what? It's just we just felt a little bit prepared, a little, a little bit prepared if we need to, but not going overboard either, right? right? You know, it's, exactly. But I just found it fascinating. I mean, like on Thursday. And of course, it beat very Canadian up here. Like on, on, I think it was on Thursday. You know, the Thursday was the day a lot changed up here. The penny dropped with those who hadn't had it drop on them before. Right. You know, like we had one guy at work at the end of the day, and I think it was once the hockey had been cancelled. He was just like, <laughs> oh, he was like, holy shit, what's going on? This is really serious, isn't it, guys? And me and the other guy at work are just looking at each yeah. other, going, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he got it. He got there. He's there. He's there. You know, and uh, but what was interesting today was like we went um, we went to take the dog out for a walk as we do all the time. Yeah. But the amount of people out walking in couples was just that was the weirdest thing today. There were more people out walking than I've ever seen out before. Very few cars, very few cars on the road. And we just all the way kept meeting people. In fact, in fact, but by bizarre circumstances, (laughs) we were more socially active today by trying to avoid, you know, it's very weird, I think it's, it? it's like, but I mean, the minute that they were saying, you know, like we've been going to work all last week um, and we've been waiting for our work to say, OK, everyone work from home and they're really resisting it. I'm not going to go into it because we're really not happy with the employer right now, but um, uh, we're still having to go into work every day. And apparently we're still doing that tomorrow. Um, but the. Once it started becoming clear that, like, you know, they were canceling all the events and you should stay inside, don't go out unless you absolutely need to. And then we were like, okay, fine, well, let's just batten down the hatches as best we can. And the minute we made that decision, like, in our brain, we felt trapped. Like, it's, I don't go anywhere anyway. You know, yeah. like, really? What am I going to do on a weekend? Nothing. I sit around, play games, do the dishes, you know, clean the kitchen. That's it. That's it all I do. It sounds pretty much like my day to day. I've ba- been baking more. That's about right. it, right? Yeah, the wife made uh, some amazing fried rice. But, um, it's a sad issue. <laughs> sad note. But yeah, I mean, it's like the minute that you realize you can't get out is when you feel like you really need to get out. <laughs> and I think that's probably what it was with like everyone going, oh, well, we can't go anywhere important. Can't go anywhere that makes, you know, not going out, getting in the car, going out. But you can go for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> and like everybody else in the neighborhood going for a walk. It's, yeah, it's, it's an odd one. And- it I guess really we just is. see how this pans out, whether we're I recording so. another podcast later on in the week or next yeah. week or whether... Well, that's the thing. It's like we might end up cranking more of these out if we've got nothing to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and people need something to listen to, so who knows? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure our work's going to change their tune like in the next couple of weeks. Uh, a couple of weeks, a couple of days. Um, seems like everything kind of gets twice as serious every 24 to 48 hours. So by that uh, gauge, I'm pretty sure... Uh, it's going to be like Omega Man or Planet of the Apes by Wednesday. Yeah. Oh, uh, well. What are we going to yeah. do? I, I, do I do like, you know, st- trying to stay video game related, that sort of attitude, you know, like you may, you know, you, 
we're recommending that people, you know, stay in their houses and don't, yeah. you know, whatever. And all the, all the gamers okay. are cracking their knuckles going, I got this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, man, I'm going to have to game harder. <laughs> now they're telling me to do it. Yeah. So, I mean, in all this time off or away from the show, there really hasn't been much coming out. True. We actually had that time where we could have done a show, but it decided not to because there was literally nothing to talk about. There were no good games. We were just in this weird, ugly hiatus part between good things that we could even talk about. I must have downloaded God knows how many, four or five games from like on Game Pass and other things, just trying to find something to talk about. And nothing was good. Nothing was worth talking about. So, um, but luckily... Right after that, Zombie Army 4 came out, which is the business, uh, Rebellion, doing it doing it again. And I've been playing some old games too. Looks like you've been into some of the classics. The classics, uh, yeah. <laughs> some, some couple of things a little bit different. and uh, yeah. yeah, and it looks like John's been also doing the same. Um, there was one game that you were talking about, and I tried it, uh, and it was like a card battle oh, game. Oh, Slay the Spire. Slay the Spire. That was okay. I, in fact, it was mechanically, I think it was very good. It, it's, it's, it's very good if it's what you want, right? Do you know what right. I mean? It's one of those games that if it's what you want to play, it's great. It's actually, it, it plays in the same way as Magic the Gathering. In okay. um, so much as you have various different cards in your hand, and you can choose which to play, it doesn't have to be in a certain order. Uh, you don't get a new hand every every turn like you do in, in Slay the Spire, but uh, you have a because Slay the Spire kind of gives you a new fresh hand like every turn, right? While you're sort of shuffling through your deck, or does right. it? Because you can get I I've been getting into the daily grinds where it does different. They start to change things up from the standard game. Right. And one of, and, uh, or you can pick up relics. Like there's a relic that doesn't allow you to ditch the cards that you didn't play. Oh, okay. Making it more difficult. Okay. So you don't cycle, so you don't cycle through your pack so easily. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I noticed that it has the same kind of, uh, inter card play like the, that magic does. It, It feels an awful lot like, um, Hearthstone in the same way as certain cards give you certain buffs if other cards are in play and it's this, it's that kind of thing so you can start once you get used to your you know the deck that you the invisible deck that's off screen kind of thing like once you start getting used to those then you can start like okay I'm, I'm going to pop this out and have this active because maybe the next hand I get is going to do this or something but it was it, it, I think it would do a lot better uh, it would hit a lot more people, and a lot more people would like it and play it more if it just had a little bit of spit polish on that interface at the front end, because it's kind of it's kind of amateur on the front end. It's, well, it's very indie, isn't it? Yeah. It, is. it is. I quite like it. I find it quite. Um, I, I like it. I, oh yeah, I, I mean, I, as, a, as a game, it's really solid. Yeah, if it's it's a lot like um, what was that? Sword and Poker, actually, um, on the iOS. That was because you kind of you move from node to node up this map, right? And and that kind of represents the fights you have along the way. Um, and that's exactly what Sword and Poker did. It was, a you know, you had to kind of follow these little paths and each node, like each circuit in this thing kind of represented another skirmish you were going to have. And as long as you kept winning, you could move forwards. Yeah. And then you go and get treasure over here or other stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. But if it just had a little bit more polish on that front end, 
Uh, ooh, it would really, it would, it would really do a lot better. I think. Maybe, um, maybe. I, I don't. I, that's not something that I've even thought about. So you know, I guess. But horses for courses. Um, I just found it. I, I really enjoyed it. I played a lot. I ended up buying it on PC actually a couple of weeks ago. Mm. I had it on Humble Bundle, so right. top tier. But you know, even for the price, it was less than half what it would be normally. And I right. played it so much that I. On Game Pass, I have no problems throwing the developers a little bit of something, right? Just put that slider right up for developers. Ooh, yeah. Um, a little bit for charity. Charity. Um, yeah, I just got really into... I found it much easier in Slay the Spire to weaponize yourself. You know, I, To me, it went from being like a card game to crafting myself as a weapon of destruction, right? And so right. I, I suddenly... I watched a few videos, got a few tips and stuff like that, and then started to pick up some things here. And then I realized, like, picking up cards is not the best thing to do all the time. Right. And so I was burning cards, going through whole runs with almost not picking up any cards so that so that I was cycling through the deck quicker and getting back to the juicy cards that I've been, you know... Um, like, you could play the same card twice in one hand if you had a few enough cards and enough things right. driving it, right? I, I just really got into it and still... Uh, it's dropped off a little bit, but... Yeah, it's very good. Very nice. I, I keep thinking. I'm wondering what card game I should get into next. Then um, I think there's a, a Lord of the Rings one on Game Pass, which what somebody suggested I should try. So I might I might give that a go. Because of course right. I've done Hearthstone, but I've never done Magic though. Oh, Magic! Well, it's. I think you like it. It it, it on the front end, it's a little less. Uh, it, it doesn't handhold you because you kind of start out, it's not like you start with a small hand and it gets bigger as you get more experienced it's just like this is the entire game you can either take it or leave it and you know what I mean so it's like the yeah. end game the beginning end the middle game the tutorial the experience stuff the advanced the intermediate it's all right in front of you and you just kind of make your way through it as you see fit but um, I think that if the best teacher for me for magic was the game the not the newer ones the newer ones are all kind of weird twists on that but like if you grab your like your iphone or your ipad or whatever uh or even steam to be honest and look at magic like the 2014 2015 those ones okay. they're really good they're really right. good and you might enjoy those yeah. um cool yeah I yeah go check that out I'll tell you the polygon's been very disappointing on the game news lately have you noticed Game news? Ga game news. Yeah. yeah. Polygon. Problem is, most of the news is the same news, right? Cancelled, cancelled, cancelled. <laughs> yeah. Like, everything seems to be cancelled now. Um, uh, what's this? Bill Gates stepped down from the Microsoft board so that he can fight Corona, like, directly himself, I think. Yeah. Okay. He's going to step into the octagon and fight it personally. Okay, that's good. Well, you know, if anyone's going to save us, it's him. So that's, that works. He warned us about this four years ago. In a TED Talk four years ago. Oh, look, there is a Steam piece of news here. Over 20 million people were on Steam today because what else are we going to do? So. <laughs> right. I know Microsoft yeah. went down as well this afternoon. Oh, yeah, I see that. It, like, yeah, okay, that was on. Okay, a problem. Uh... Doesn't say, okay, yep, some errors. Yeah, so Counter-Strike broke its record today. Over oh, did it really? a, million, a million playing at one time. That's the thing, though. I think, you know, all of the... the 
like Microsoft, Sony, Steam, they're really going to have to like beef up their backbones, aren't they? Yeah, the other top games being lot. played were Dota 2, Rainbow Six Siege, Path of Exile, and Grand Theft Auto V. So, GTA so GTAF's still there, but guess what's not in that list anymore? Uh, uh, PUBG? Yeah. PUBGizzle. PUBG is in big trouble. What's going on with PUBG? I've seen a lot of... Uh, I mean, you're a big PUBG fan. In fact, you are made... Probably 90% of your body is now made of PUBG. Yeah. So... The, and I've seen you play it, but I've noticed that I subscribe to the PUBG subreddit, but I don't ever pay attention. But in my main feed, I'm seeing an awful lot of PUBG really needs to get its shit together. Yeah, uh, right. a lot blue of went- hole or whatever they're called. Like, oh, they really need to get their shit together. This is the last thing that's going to, you know, not much can save it now. And I'm like, yeah. what, what happened? Well, the PUBG Reddit subreddit right now is cancer. Right. Well, every subreddit is cancer. Most for subreddits game. are actually. Some of my. It's amazing how my subreddit feeds have changed now. Like one of my favorites now is is r slash um, labrador. Right. So all I get all day is just, <laughs> just I, labrador. <laughs> sometimes you need that. You know. Sometimes. I just. I, you know what? It fills me with good stuff. That's right? good. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, for my dose of cancer, I go to the PUBG subreddit where I think right. it's PUBG the honeymoon's over. Right. And. The bottom line is PUBG is a phenomenal game, but there's a very, very vast majority of people who can't handle the fact that they don't like it as much as they used to. So therefore, right. the game is trash. Ah, okay. um, I think there's tons of streamers now who, after playing it for three years for eight hours a day, <laughs> have finally, rather than admit that they're tired of it, right? right. They're just saying it's the They're game's fault. They're just saying it's the game's fault. It's the game's fault. And and has anything soon, changed? And like, it's and it's well, maybe not. But you know, as soon as they say something's wrong with it, you know, it's you know, or the pros or whatever. Like the uh, ML, uh, is it MLG Major League Game? I don't know. What, like pro, like pro sports, right? It's pro yeah. PUBG sports, like. Um, PUBG announced or whatever they're getting out of North America or whatever, and they're they're not doing it anymore, right? And so people yeah. are just losing, you know streamers people who've built this life you know you have to remember that, that, that how much money people have made off PUBG over the last few years right the streamers you know Dr. Disrespect Shroud Choco whoever like there are loads of massive streamers there who have made a bank right, right. Um, that th- that honeymoon is over now they got to work for a living right well, what are you going to do now <laughs> um, and some of them are very good at it but there's loads of PUBG people now who are very salty right they're just like right. it's all you know, all good things come to an end. And I think a lot of them just rubbish it, just from that point of view. There's two things. A lot of them just are salty that it's coming to an end and they just maybe just are disillusioned with it or whatever, but that's the way it is. Right. And then I mean, the thing is... Go, go ahead, sorry. Well, I was just going to say, and then, the, and, then the, and then the second problem is you have these guys who are very, very good at the game. Take someone like Choco Taco or whoever, right? Very good at the game. Yeah, they PUBG makes a change. They try something a little bit different, and they go, "Oof, look at this! Ruined it! It's ruined it!" You know, whatever like that. You know what? They should never have changed the smokes to to to, you know, um, activate one second earlier. That's ruined the game, and and you know, grenades oh. weigh five grams too much, and but you know, it's unbalanced and all this. Like, right. You know what? I'm not you, right? I'm not the guy who even notices that. Right. I'm, I'm a guy who is like Chuck. One of the things like one of these guys said, somebody said to him, do you still get worked up when you get to the end and it's a one-on-one for the chicken dinner? Yeah. And he said, and it was very funny. It did make me laugh. But at the same time, it's pretty tragic. He just goes, I get more stressed when I'm using my, my 
debit card at the che supermarket checkout, you know. Or no, I'm using <laughs> self-checkout at the supermarket. I get more Jeez. stressed when something doesn't go right. And I'm wow. like, that's insane, right? Because there is well, never... Like They're not playing very... this thing, like, nonstop, like, for, what, three years? Yeah, um, and so has a lot of the player base. And so people are just... Uh, yeah, I think they're just lost. A lot of people are just lost. You know, calm down. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's still a great game. Yeah. I, I still really enjoy it. Yeah, it has its issues, but it's it's an ongoing project, right? Yeah. I mean, that, you know... Uh, I mean... Like, I mean, I get it. Like, you know, everyone gets bored with a game if it doesn't change and it doesn't evolve and it doesn't adapt. And if there's no sequel coming along, then yeah, that game's kind of, is gonna it's gonna run out of steam, right? And yeah. I get that. Now, but my understanding was that PUBG was like, yeah, for that first year when there was no competition, it was sloppy as shit. It was unoptimized. It was garbage. It was gl glitchy as hell. There was no real backbone for it. There was no real kind of I don't know, it was like, it was word of mouth alone, and that was it, and people were streaming it, but it, I mean, it was at that point where Polygon streams it because it's funny. Yeah. It wasn't like, you know, entire industries of streamers, like, making bank because they were all into this at the same time. It didn't become that movement for about a year, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember we were talking about this, like, on the show ages ago, and we were saying, one of the questions was, what happens when the the Activisions and the EAs and the Ubisofts realize, shit, we need to get a Battle Royale game out there. Mm. And what happens when a company with a hell of a lot of money starts, you know, throwing devs at a competitor to, to PUBG? What's going to happen? And it took them a long time, granted, but there's quite a few that are obviously Battle Royale. You got the newest one was the Call of Duty one, Warzone, right? That mm -hmm. came out. Yeah. And I don't know what it's like, so I don't play any of them, really. Um, None but... of them. I, don't, I mean, that's the thing, right? You know, Fortnite is Fortnite. Whatever, we don't even need to talk about yeah. Fortnite. I'm not but, even sure but, that even qualifies anymore. There was, <laughs> like... you know, there, was, um, there were tons that were in development. There was one that was in development, and I really thought it sounded great. Just dead. Didn't even make it to publishing it, right? Right. Um, the, the Battlefield one was not that great. Right. You know, it was all right, but, you know, not really yeah. that great. You know, and Warzone sounds like it could be a, a possible, I don't know, I want to say PUBG. I don't think there's going to be a PUBG killer. I think there's a, a stable base who will, right. we can get games. It's going to be fine. Right. But Warzone's going to, they, they've siphoned off a lot of hours off people this week. Right. For sure. But, yeah. And people are saying it's very though. good. My oh, friends really? are saying okay. it's very good, yeah. I've got to check it out. Since it's free, and I already have Call of Duty anyway, I was going to check it out. But yeah. um, I mean, yeah. the thing is, like, I, I thought that they've started adding maps and different game modes and various different things that were keeping it fresh. I mean, I guess, you know, th th there's a certain amount of stuff that you've got to provide to keep people entertained. Well, we've been playing today. community managers and stuff to keep, like, you know, the finger on the pulse with what's pissing people off, what they like, what they want less of, what they want more of. That kind of stuff. I'm not sure if PUBG was doing that, but they do. I think they do. And the problem is just people are bored, right? You know, like today we played. I played a lot of hours today. I had a great day on PUBG today. Right? Oh, well done. Just, just felt like felt it. I felt it. You know what I mean? Like, and you're, I was getting you're kills. In it. You're all I, at in one it. point, at one point, and I never ever do this, but at one point, this guy, my I was playing with my mate Dave, and he went down, 
and then it was me against this other guy behind a rock and I just and then I just shouted he doesn't know he's dealing with the Moors and I jumped up on top of a rock and blasted him and killed him right it was like, Morsi oh, I really was up for it today <laughs> just feeling your oats <laughs> it was brilliant that's great um, but that's a new map right and it's and we're and it's a completely different game from the big maps so we were really having fun on that map today we were in the in the mood for that map Right. And PUBG need and they need another big map. That's you know, once they bring I tell you what, wait, you just wait. They're gonna bring another big map out in a month or two's time. Everyone will be back in. They'll all be back. The streamers won't be able to resist it. They'll be right. back, right? And then <laughs> and then give them another sort of, you know, however long of playing it and getting, you know, burned out again. <laughs> nice. PUBG's not letting go. It's not it's not anywhere near the popularity of it. It's, it's still massively played. What happens next week when Doom comes out? Doom might suffer from Ori syndrome, which is my, ah. which is a Fraser syndrome of me, and it's not the fact. And so, if I, I can tell you, I've been playing Ori in the Will of the Wisps. Yeah, I, I, I played maybe an hour of that. Right. The why other did, night. Yeah, why did you not play more? I uh, got bored. <laughs> you know, and I'm not <laughs> saying that it's, and it's one of those things, and it's not the game; it's me. Uh, yeah, I would agree that I was the big problem there. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's Ori is the blind force. What I, you know, oh, it was stunning. Stunning. And this one is stunning too, right? It's, it's like you know a what? fucking Disney movie. Yeah, but I'm playing it and I'm just like, you know what? I've played it. I've played yeah. this. And the worst thing I did was I replayed Ori in the blind forest about three or four months ago. Yeah. Should not have done that. No. Should not have done that. Well, I mean, to be fair though, I had didn't play the previous game and... I played this. I hadn't touched Ori. I mean, I, I did the same thing. I played Ori in the Blind Forest, like for maybe an hour when it first came out, and and I was like, yeah, yeah whatever. And then, but and so it's been years and years since I've played anything, you know, any of these. And I picked it up, and I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. This is great, but it what I don't know why because it's not like I've got a shit ton of games I could be playing otherwise. Um, but I was I got to the point where you have a torch you got a torch yeah and you gotta swing it and then it's like the first kind of boss situation where you gotta run away from it for a minute and then it corners you and you gotta kind of dive and smack it and dive back and dive and smack it and and I gave that the old college try uh maybe gave it about 10 minutes <laughs> died a few times I was like oh, you know I'm, I'm good I've got there's no reason for me to hang around <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I killed that guy in the first go, and I was a little really? bit like, "Why have I killed that guy in the first go?" Oh, yeah, I, I know why because I played Ori in the now. Blind Forest three months Maybe. ago. I know exactly my muscles are ready, right? Yeah. But as soon as I was just like bouncing around in a mossy cavern again, and I was just like, "I don't really need," you know, looking. It's just it's more of the same, and and, and this, if I can rehash an argument we were having the other day, not yeah. with, not with you, but um, somewhere else somewhere else are we now suffering from game pass because you have these games that are just dumped Ooh. in front of you like you know it's a big deal here comes we're in the blind forest and you're getting it for free and it turns up on my desktop and i download oh, okay so what right yeah i it's it, we're, we're it, ruined i think we are and i think that's the double-edged sword of of services like game pass it's like clearly you're paying money but the fact that it's like a it's like a monthly renewal situation. It's a subscription. That means that everything you get is like instantly devalued. Like 
it's you know you yeah, didn't drop that's... 60 on it you weren't waiting for it for a long time or maybe you were but even when you did it, it effortlessly just kind of plopped onto your screen and it's there and i know i didn't even have i went i went home at lunchtime the other day and i was like oh i, should, that... get, I should get ori downloaded i already downloaded it didn't i was like oh i don't even get that pleasure no no <laughs> another thing i mean i think it's good in a sense because i mean it's free games you can't complain about free games when they are of a decent quality, which a lot of the Game Pass stuff is. Granted, some of it's... But, you know, other things... I mean, as much as I beef about Gears 5, it's a fucking Gears of War game, and that was free for Game Pass people. Yeah. I was an idiot, and I paid extra money to play it sooner, because I'm an idiot. But aside from that... (laughs) Did you? Yeah, I did. I paid full $60 for that free fucking game. You do stuff like that, though, don't you? I damn... Yeah, it's it's a it's a quirk in my genes. Yeah, but, I mean, it's uh, that aside. I mean, if I didn't, I would have got it for free, and I mean, I still wouldn't have liked it much in the end. <laughs> but I mean, the, the, nah, don't get me started on gears. I mean, I could complain about gears, but we'd be here all night. Um, I mean, the thing is, like, I've got nothing like on. S- like, <laughs> what, like, <laughs> well, we talked about this. <laughs> That's why your camera's not on. Um, so. <laughs> I mean, uh-huh. the thing is, well, let's talk about this first. So, you're right. Game Pass has spoiled everything. It's spoiled free games. It's spoiled games that cost money. And it's because it's just sucked <laughs> a certain amount of meaning out of purchasing our ownership. Like, it's <laughs> we, it's, almo- we, it's yeah. almost like, you know, like... Um, uh, like, we like always asked if movie. we could. Yeah. Never asked if Never. we should. We should not have. So, I mean, the thing is, it's like, you know, those sci-fi movies where, like, a guy gets to Shangri-La or whatever, and there's like, you can have all of these women. And the guy just, like, <laughs> instantly gets turned off. Right? <laughs> because there's no chase. And what's the point in choosing? Yeah, you can pick one, but it takes the value out of the choice. If you can just go and pick the other one the next day. It's really valid, isn't it? It is. See, you need a certain barrier. If you have everything, then nothing's special. If it's Christmas every day, then no day is Christmas. Yeah. Right? And if you have all of these free games, it's nice to have them for free. <laughs> or they're not free, but, I mean, if you spread it across, let's say you get, like, 20 games, it's less than a buck a, pee, a, a month, right? So, yeah, let's just call it free. And just, why bother picking that one? You can pick it tomorrow. It'll still be free. Or the week after that. You can backburner shit forever and never get back to it. <laughs> that's and why, it won't mean no, that's anything. That's why I had to go buy Slay the Spire on PC. I don't want to know how to play it on PC. I just, had to, I just wanted the feeling <laughs> yeah. of buying it. Right? You had to pay somebody something for someone somewhere, <laughs> somehow. It's bizarre. It's a very odd sensation. I mean, again, don't get me wrong. I, I like that I don't have to pay for things and I get to play them. But like you said... It's it's there's a spoiler element to it. It just sucks a lot of the chase out of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I, that's the thing though. I, I think it's a combination of that, but the service itself gives you a lot of games, and I think and there's a lot of variety. If I didn't go out and buy another game and I just relied on Game Pass, it would still be the same situation. Because it's like, oh, I'm not gonna. It's it's like, it's like having a stack of games you haven't played. It's it's the it's like a you're you're subscribing to that 
uh, year of living dangerously situation. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Oh yeah. You know oh what I'm saying? Oh my god, yeah. Well, look, it's interesting because it's just like it's, it's like the shelf it's of almost, shame. It's almost buying made, it. It's made new releases a problem. Mm. But what it has, yeah, like you say, but that is amazing. Like exactly, take, take Slay the Spire, you know, and there's a few other games in there. Like I would never have be playing that unless it was accessible to me. Like I I'd heard people say, you know, oh, you should play it, you should play it. I only downloaded it because it was on Game Pass. If it had been, I, right. I was not going to drop coin on it, and so it's that was a nice bonus, right? Yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens with something as big as Halo when that comes. Yeah, because that is coming Game Pass, isn't it? Halo Infinite. That's yeah. all of Microsoft stuff. The first party stuff. It's all going Game Pass first. And you've got to wonder as well. I mean, yeah, us as consumers, we get spoiled because of all the choice and a lot, of, and essentially for you know the price of a cup of coffee or less. But. Um, You've got to wonder what that does to competing third parties. When, you know, like Microsoft, like, yeah, come and publish on our platform, and they immediately cut your legs off from under you by, like, providing their own shit to the same people for nothing. You know what I mean? God bless anybody who's been involved with it, with it now and is paving the way for people later. You know, yeah, it's like early adopters, right? Well, exactly. There's always early adopters, and the thing is, you know, it's a risk reward for a publisher or even an indie game studio. Oh yeah, if, if they're going to say yes if it gets eye, eyeballs looking at their stuff on on a certain day, even if there's costs like you know nineteen ninety nine, and then Microsoft releases Gears Five for nothing on the same day, they're still going to want to get that up there because not everybody has Game Pass. A lot of people do, but not everybody does. So. I mean, there's still a little bit of a value, but you gotta you gotta ask yourself. I mean, PlayStation Plus, the kind of games that I mean, it's not the same thing, because it's you know what I mean. It's yeah, like I mean, I, I I there would be nothing more fascinating than to be able to see the books, right? Right. You know, what's that, the over That's got like, to be a, a dream. Like, I want to see the books on streaming on game on game pass, and I want to see the Stadia books, right? <laughs> oh God, no. Matt, you mean you mean the the Stadia postcard at this point? I think I want to see how much red is in that Stadia book. Yeah. I'm sure Google does not give a fuck. No, they don't. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it is a Google well, they, product. Well they, well, they will, but they will. Um, they can they can weather the storm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean they'll they'll get over it. They'll just fire the dude in charge of it and move on. But I mean, I, I I'm surprised that Stadia even got off the ground. The only thing that like made me made my ears prick up about that, was that they were leaning so heavily into it, it was ready for showtime before we'd even heard about this thing. And, you know, I was thinking at the back of my mind, what about OnLive? What about that PlayStation thing, the Gai- Gaikai or whatever the fuck yeah, that was called? Yeah, if only there was some sort of roadmap which showed, some sort of history that showed them that it's never successful. Uh, right, and it was always the same hang-ups. It's like, you can guarantee the back end and you can guarantee the, the, the part between the player and the television, but once it hits that network out of the wall you have no control over over the quality of your own service well, I and was when it comes play, to like um, twitch games fuck it it's not gonna work yeah i was gonna um are you familiar with geforce now so they launched one right yeah i've heard that one actually might have some well it was did it, it looked beef, like it was gonna have legs until juice. like all the publishers started pulling their rights to their games from it really well when we oh. when, when we're wondering whether is that um, microsoft laying a little bit of heat down on the publisher saying eh, eh, eh. Right. right you know don't, oh, don't be mucking around on geforce now we don't need another you know 
So I don't know. That's but, fair. but I wanted to play. I wanted to. I was thinking about getting a tablet to play GeForce Now on. Oh, okay. And then I got all the way through, searched the tablet, looked at controllers, thought, yeah, okay, I can pull it all in for this price. Da, 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 da. And then I remembered, oh, shit, the bandwidth. Like, that's that's, 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 that's my problem. And, and it's, But that's everyone's problem. That's that's the service's problem. That's Google's problem. Yeah, and I thought, you it's know like, what, I just don't want to get involved in that. No, I mean, unless they're going to, like, lay pipe from from their headquarters to your house, they can't guarantee shit. Yeah, and to be honest, GeForce GeForce now the model is quite sound. Like they're saying, you can only play the games you own already. So that was pretty cool because I have a vast Mm. PC library. But again, playing um, it's a subscription. I'm the only thing I'm bloody playing is PUBG anyway, right? And I can't play that with any latency. Otherwise, man, that thing's janky enough when you don't have latency. Yeah, right. So did you? You didn't. I see. It says you you played not Warzone. Yeah. So Warzone. So you didn't I, play it. Yeah. So I tried to. I tried to download it. I did download it. Eighty gig. Downloaded that. Not. It's not a problem. It's not the amount of downloading. Well, it is. Like I don't have a cap. I don't have a data cap. Right. But eighty gig still takes a long time. And when I do that, everything else in the house goes janky. Right. You know. It's just. Right. So I yeah. have to download it. When you're ten and a half hours. Right. I'm like. Oh, and I, I'm not okay. I could have faster internet, but you know, damn, it's yeah. a lot. That's a lot of it data. It really is. And then it I put really it is. on Stan's PC, and we were like another 80 gig, right? You know, but because I'll tell you why it bugged me. Because I'm upstairs, and like Stan's like, can we can we set it to download now? I'm like, dude, not right now. I'll, I'll do it later. Because right. when I go to bed, like I'm watching YouTube videos or Twitch or something like that. Right. Can't do that. So I have to go back downstairs and set it all running. And and then his didn't work. So now we got to load up, and we're going for a third. But I, but I, but I've had idea. trouble running. I had trouble installing it, and then when I went to run it, it's asking me for an Activision account. I entered the Activision account, and then I couldn't get in. And then, it, uh, oh fuck it, get too old. What's the point? And Did you try? You want, and then you want, and, and then you like, even though I have like all some of my PUBG buddies, right? They're like, yeah, Warzone's really good. They're posting up their wins and stuff like that. I'm like, everything in my body's going, yeah, I should play that. I still know I'm going to fire up and go, this isn't PUBG, and I'm going to turn it off and just... Yeah. <laughs> Anybody want to play PUBG? <laughs> right. It's so sad, but it's true. Hey, you know, you, you specifically, you like your games. I like that You know game. what you'll know. You know what you like when you like your game. Yeah, I know what I like when I like my game, yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if it's not this, it was Rust. And you live it. You breathe it, you, breathe it, you eat it. Yeah. <laughs> you marry it, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Doom was the same. Oh, God. And it's... This is the last podcast in a pre-Doom Eternal world. Is it? When is it out? Friday. Okay. The 20th. Yeah, you're all about it, aren't you? I, uh... I am so beyond reasonably excited for this. Like, I've not been this excited for a game to come out since... I don't think I was this excited for Doom 2016. Yeah, that does I maybe, I mean, it really did, but still, here's the thing, though. Why? Like, what, let me let me ask you why, then. What is it? What is it that's going to, what, what is it, what are you excited about? Okay, so, the, and, and again, this, actually, what I was going to say still, still uh, is appropriate. So, 2016, for as good as that game was, and as much as everyone loved it and said it was, it was perfect, it was not perfect. 
that the music which everyone says is incredible is mostly overproduced noise <laughs> right there's <laughs> yes there's some music but there's a reason everyone likes bfg division and the reason everyone likes bmg bfg division is cuz it's a fucking tune right it's not like <laughs> Like I mean, that's noise. That's very it gets good. you right. It does. It gets you pumped, but it's not music. Yeah. Okay, right. Fair enough. That's a good point. It, what, sorry, a, what did you say? The other one, BFG. What? BFG Division. That's so, that's the song on the Doom 2016 soundtrack that everyone likes. Oh, okay. Right, and there's a reason. It's because it's actual music. Yeah. Um, if you listen to 90% of the rest of that album, it's just the noise. Yeah, right. That's a very um, good impression. Right. That's what it's so, like. You just, you're giving me PTSD, man. So I'm flashing back because I've been playing it on hardcore, right? I've been, I went back to it on PC and was playing it on the hardest. It well, wears no, your ass out. Oh, mate. It was taking me like a day at a time to do each level, right? I mean, no, I mean don't, don't get me wrong. I, I'm not, I, I am aware that the sequel also has a lot of that. But I'm also aware that the sequel has a lot more music as well. Okay, well that's so good. So bringing the balance maybe closer to 50-50, I'm happy with. Because um, that's one thing that Doom had that, that seemed to got lost in the 2016 thing, which was the, the, the cheesy kind of music that accompanied that game. Yeah, you don't have to recreate it completely, but there are certain... Like, BFG Division is, is exactly what the rest of that soundtrack should have been. It was thrashy, it was metally, it was hardcore, it got you pumped, but at the same time, it had a tune to it. Um, and, you know, it's got a good beat and you can dance to it. So, there's that part, right? So, it's got the music is a little bit improved from what I've heard. Now, the other thing about Doom 2016 that I did not like that much was that <clears throat> it was a one-trick pony, at least, though... All of the weapons, except the double-barrel shotgun, were garbage. And not uh, garbage is harsh. Let me say they weren't useful. The rocket launcher was like a pea shooter, right? The plasma rifle was yeah, weak no sauce. <laughs> it was the, like literally like putting sauce on things. It really was like putting like I don't know like Heinz. 57 something right and then the chain gun was okay but it didn't last that long it took too long to spin up the alternatives weren't that great the rocket launch the tiny little rocket launchers on that machine gun or whatever it was or that said the rifle they weren't they weren't strong enough to do anything it's just like once you got that double barrel shotgun like the super shotgun you i didn't go to another weapon i except maybe pull out the bfg in a tight squeeze but that was it the rest of the time especially once you got the double shot on the double on the the super shotgun that boom boom and you could literally drop a knight with two shots that was it you could do the entire game with that and that right yeah it was fun but it made the entire arsenal useless right so there's the other thing. So there wasn't really much in the way of strategy or thought. I was just moving around, bobbing and weaving, super fast, super fast. That was the other thing. Everyone said it's all about speed. The only thing about Doom is speed. Doom guy ran pretty quick, but you know what? He walked as well. And he took his time sometimes in the old games. And he used to sneak around corners and take pot shots because there was too many monsters out there. There was a lot of things that used to happen in Doom that they didn't follow into 2016. Right. Now... I don't believe that they've got they've slowed him down. 
for, for Doom Eternal, but I do believe that they have made the like all of this the the conversations that I've I've seen from Hugo Martin and Martin Marty and are there you know this chessboard situation you know like um, where they balance it out with you know like pressure units versus speed units and these ones are range you know scan you know scan hit detection. Uh, you know, range ones. And these ones are just like melee pressure units, front and center. These ones chasing around the level. These ones sit back. You know that the this one is doesn't do much. But like, if you get two of those on you, then it's gonna op make openings for the other ones. And then and they've actually really retuned the arsenal so that each weapon actually feels like it does something now and actually has a unique purpose, like for each creature. Like the plasma rifle now, you know those guys with the shields in yeah. in 2016, the, yeah. those laser shields. Plasma rifle will actually, if you pull out that and shoot the shield, it will overload it and make it blow up. Nice. That's great, right? And then you've got the uh, the little spidery guys, the not the spider mastermind, but they were the cyber spiders or whatever. I can't remember. Um, they have the little kind of cannon on top. You can, if you snipe that and hit that, you knock it off. And it goes from being a ranged uh, monster to it starts chasing you around the level and it can't shoot you. So it tries to just kind of smack you instead. But at least you take, you're kind of declawing it from a distance at that point. Yeah. Um, it's the, it, it, there's a lot of, of work that they put into that ballet. And the other thing, it looks to me like they really leaned into the classic Doom for Doom Eternal. Like, they really leaned into... They made the monsters, thank Christ, they made all of the monsters look like Doom classic monsters. All of... Well, with the exception of the Hell Knight, he's kind of the same. But literally all of them... And they, they fixed the Cyber Demon, for Christ's sake. The Cyber Demon, I don't know what 2016's design was. It was nothing like the real Cyber Demon. This new one actually looks like the old Cyber Demon. Right. Thank Christ. Um, the... You got the, like, soldiers, the... The Marines, zombies, they're back now, thank God. Um, like, there's just everything. Um, the Mancubus now looks like the fucking Mancubus again. The, they brought the, the, the pain elementals are in now where they weren't before. Even the Caco Demon looks a lot more like the classic Doom Caco Demon than, than it did in uh, 2016. So they're, uh, they're you know embracing a lot, a lot of this that. Game I, I've, I've seen way too much video you on this already. You have a lot, eh? Here's Holy another smokes. Here's another thing. They've gone back and they've embraced, like, I mean, yeah, they didn't have extra lives in Doom Classic, but they have, like, light lives now. If you, if you pick up, a, like, a one-up, like literally just a big, big fucking one up in the level, then if you die, it will go. Okay, we're using your extra life, and the screen goes gray while you and slows down so you can get away. But it kind of gives gives you an extra life kind of thing. Okay. Um, and all of the health is now like like blue vials and and big white fucking health packs. Now they're back. Like it it looks like they've gone. And this is the other the the other main thing. Doom twenty sixteen missed a huge trick when it was trying to ape the old games. In the old games, and I've said this a million times, the level was the main antagonist in, in the old Doom games. The monsters were placed in the level to get you, but it was that level you were fighting against. 
right? Right. And it was it was the architecture, the traps, the tricks, the secrets, the hidden things, the high parts, the low parts. This will fill with lava. The, these thing, you know, this ceiling will try and crush you over here. All of this stuff was put in, and the monsters were used as elements of the level, uh, as in like weapons that the level yeah, used against you. Yeah, they could you. definitely do more of that. That would be fun. Twenty sixteen didn't have that really. I, I felt really. it no, was more were... like here's a place and there's monsters in it, but they. They were they felt detached to me. It looks like at least Eternal they've gone all the way over, and now it's I don't know. It looks like at least you've got rising columns, things like a lot more platformy stuff. I love that because you had a lot of platformy stuff in Doom. Of course, you couldn't look up or down or grab walls, but at least they've kind of embraced that stuff. And now you know he's flying around. He's got dash moves. He's he can swing on monkey bars. He can grab on things and crawl around. It looks like he's highly maneuverable, and it just feels like what that can they've tuned it so that you get into a a weird kind of groove zone where you're just swapping. Wow, that's that one swap weapon. Jump over here. Dash dash in midair. Pick up this. Swing on that. Shoot. Slow down. Bam. Shoot. You know. Go. Switch to the chainsaw. Blam. And then. They've also done different things with how you prep an enemy before you kill it will give you certain, you know, things back. Kind of like how Doom 2016 did. Um, but now, like, you've got a flamethrower. If you flame, like, certain, like, monsters and then kill them, they'll just spray, like, armor that you can pick up. So it's almost like farming in between killing the other things. So they've got an awful lot of kind of stuff where you, you're, you're playing this weird kind of strategy game in the middle of the... Anyway, all of that. Yeah, I don't I think can't you, uh... wait. I can't wait. You might be talking about it again. I think I will be. And we'll see how much that I'm excited... The, the points that I'm excited about, we'll see how many are, are true. We'll see how how impressed I am versus will I be let down? Who knows? Who knows? I'm, I'm hoping I won't. But, I mean, it really does look like they've... They, they got the confidence they needed after 2016 to be able to just kind of, you know, roll the shoulders a little bit, roll the sleeves back and kind of, okay, let's do what we wanted to do. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm looking so, for, I look forward to that. To me, Doom, I, actually, you know, now I'm, the more we've talked about it and the more I think about, I probably worked my way through a good third of that, of Doom 2016. With a you know, on hardcore with mouse and keyboard because it's run it just looks beautiful on the pc yeah right? you know and just and and playing mouse and keyboard i didn't play mouse and keyboard when i played it the first time right so playing it on mouse and keyboard now is good because i'm a mouse and keyboard guy yeah thinking about it it's fun it's hard it's hard yeah. but if i'm up for it and right. it's, a, it's a good way to get your reflexes warmed up right it's you have to watch a couple of gameplay videos yeah get you really in the mood You're like oh yeah. god this looks like it's the most fun anyone could ever have playing a game yeah i could be up for that <laughs> yeah so anyway what is that what i was talking about uh oh, well no. that was the intro so we've just done the yeah. intro i guess all right cool great uh so yeah this is the, the last podcast that we're going to do in a post oh sorry in a pre doom eternal world so when we come back next time all fresh we should all be all have that to talk about Kind of like how we had Doom 2016 to talk about last time. I wonder if Fish will come back for that one. Uh, we have to ask him. I think I will. I think I will. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll reach out. Reach out and touch someone. All right. Cool. Um, so you played... How's that Snooker 19? Yeah, I don't know how aware you are of my Snooker 19 journey. I don't um, know. I mean, how does it compare with Snooker 18? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Um, I just got stuck watching 
I was just flicking through my... I, this is how... I YouTube now. I don't know if... Like... When part I'm of aware my of it. part of my yeah my part of my routine now is like I have dedicated subscriptions, and I refresh it every night and I go oh they've got a new video and I watched that one uh, and whatever and okay. and, I've, and uh, you know it's really weird anyway it's just is it like the actual snooker championships and, no sorry anyway so that's how I ended up playing it. it's new because I subscribed to Chinny right and Chinny is all over snooker nineteen all over some snooker yeah so he broadcasts a load too every Thursday nights he does play play he plays with people on the stream and uh he also and he posts uh, um, videos up on snooker night he's become like a snooker 19 aficionado channel right dedicated quite good but he, it's yeah he's very good he's very good snooker's the, one of the only sports i ever really really fell in love right with. so here we go right because <laughs> you you being of a well even just british right you know yeah. like particularly brit brits of an age certainly of a, of a higher age yeah when we were young, there was a lot of snooker on TV, right? There was. And we, and we didn't have much to watch. And so, you know, you watched Wimbledon. You watched the snooker. Yeah. Your, your mum had Wimbledon on. You ended up watching the snooker. And, and you ended up you, catching the Tour de France. That was always fucking on too. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, so a lot of us watch snooker, so we know how to play. Yeah. And so I'm not alien to it. And it's, you know, yeah. Uh, I can't even know. I don't know who half of these players are now. What, who's the main guy who's in it? Ronnie O'Sullivan oh. or whatever. Is he still the main guy? Well, he is in the game anyway, right? And, and he looks janky, janky Ronnie, right? Okay, I'm well, a, but you know I what? Mean, once janky you, Ronnie. Once you're not worried, you're not looking at janky Ronnie. You're just looking at the table. And, like, you know what? We True. surpassed the, the ability to have a good-looking pool table, snooker table in physics long time ago. It looks oh, great, yeah. right? You Archer McLean been... snooker um, I played back in the day on the Commodore Amiga. Archer yeah. McLean well, this just looks great, and it, you know, it seems to me to play great. I mean, I'm sure like someone like Ginny might say, "Well, it's not quite as good as 18." You know, had this, and then the bays ran slightly different. I don't know, right? Is but this on the computer? It's fun. Is it on the yeah, computer? Or PC, console? PC, yeah. It's do on you do Xbox? They used to. There was a game called Virtual Pool, and in to to the the um, the analog motion of moving your arm back. And moving the cue forward was done with the mouse. Yeah, is that done here? No, God, no, no. It's all no? it's all like slight adjustments to direction and then button press to the English. Power. <laughs> yeah, um, but snooker is a very tactical game, right? Yes, I mean, it is. It's very yes, it is. tactical, and it's and plus, I quite like the chill out of it. You know, I can put it on and just chill out. Well, sort of chill out. I get a little bit angry sometimes during it, but not really. Oh, I think. Yeah. But you know, it's quite. It's it's a it's a neat game i haven't played snooker for a long time no um and then i'm going to be I, i'm going to hear it in the ear from neil if i don't say it but like i have i haven't beaten anyone in it yet and then the other <laughs> night in the other night we remote played together he's never played it and he just came on and beat me in his first game i was like wow be, i still haven't beaten anyone jesus and i'm okay it, with it I'm, I'm does it have the commentary does it have like yeah there's the, brilliant. Okay. the whispery commentary it has a little bit of whispery commentary and stuff like that but i tell you the best where i was playing it the other day right just lining, I up, for that to, shit. lining up to take a shot and if somebody's yeah. phone went off in the in the crowd and the <laughs> really yeah <laughs> brilliant brilliant <laughs> you know if we if that happens silence again, yourself you're, on, right, please. You're, you're going to have to leave the venue <laughs> Did make me smile. Like oh, he can't be too happy with that one, Jeff. No, like all of those. Oh, so it's a completely this left reminds field. me of, uh, of uh, the last tournament last last year, doesn't it, uh, Ted? Yeah, it certainly does, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, it's all of that, and it's 
I don't know. Well, it's he's going to have like a hard time just... getting out from under that brown. <laughs> brown and pink jokes, plenty. Brown and pink jokes. Think of the pink. You now to get a good screw back off the pink. Oh, man. So, so it's a completely left field game, but you know what? I think that's just... It couldn't be more far removed from what I play mostly. You know, most right. Days, right. It's just... But it's neat. But weirdly, so like you've been getting on the snooker tip... Um, I have been, well, not just me, the, my wife also, and the kids are already sick and tired of it, is we suddenly became obsessed, almost overnight, by Formula One racing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, we're, how? we're all, all the fucking way in. <laughs> how? So, so how so, would Something's happened with Formula One, because I've got guys at work who are just well into it now. I don't, they weren't so, before. What happened was last year, Netflix did a show oh, called Formula Drive One to Drive to Survive. And season two just ended. And if you're not, like, you're aware of Formula One and you know it's racing and you know there's a lot of money in it and that's, that's about And Monaco happens, that's about it, right? And... But then you watch that show and you're like, holy shit, this is like a soap opera. First, it's like wrestling. It's like a soap opera, for one thing. There's a soap opera element in there. There's a lot of drama. And the thing is, there's so much money. It's like... Oh, yeah. It is, I mean, it's preposterous. Apparently, apparently, uh, Scuderia Ferrari, their, their racing team, um, is actually worth more money than oh who was it it was like oh uh, um discord discord and a, a couple of others like really big companies right i think it might have been audacity no no discord i think it was um and like they're i mean they're worth like a couple of billion it's preposterous oh yeah well that's what somebody was saying they're saying no one in italy was allowed to leave the country and they accept the, the one scuderi team. ferrari formula one team <laughs> yeah the racing team got got allowed out i mean the, the amount of money, because I mean, right now with the thing, the the whole coronavirus, like they had to cancel the Australia Grand Prix, which was the start of the season. That should have been happening on uh, the 15th, I think. What, what, what month are we? Oh, today. It should have been today. Yeah, actually, because they should have been doing um, practices on Thursday and uh, and trial. Uh, yeah, trials, I think, on Friday. And then they have Saturday off, I think. Oh, some, I can't remember. Then they do basically they race on Sunday. Yeah. Um, so how did you guys get so you got you into it then this TV Yeah, program. well, I'm and I I know that it's I know that the you know, it's a TV show and it's a docudrama and I know that they pick and choose things to kind of create a strong narrative in certain ways, but you if you look at just as a viewer, you look as you know, part that kind of stuff aside, all of the fabricated stuff and you know, you still get like drawn in just by the amount of just the level of operation that these drivers are, they, they call them pilots now. Like, did these pilots exhibit when they're on the racetrack? And, like, the amount of danger that they t- take on, the amount of expertise at every single level, and, like, how these racing teams are basically just, like, fucking crazy science labs. Oh, yeah. that That these, like, top vehicle car manufacturers, usually, this is like a think tank. The McLaren has one, Ferrari has one, you know. All of these places have think tank kind of racing teams. And, and, you know, then you have the team principal who's, like, running the whole thing. They're the one that's, like, responsible. And and the fact that there's only, like, there's only ten teams... 
Yep. There's only 10 teams. Each has two drivers. So every Grand Prix, there are literally 20 cars on the track, and that's that represents the entire sport. At least on Formula One. Not, you know, Formula Two and, yeah, yeah. and Three so, and all that stuff. So did you, did, you, did you watch any of it on Twitch today? No. So all the drivers, because they couldn't race today. Oh, I massive, heard about this. There's a massive oh. race on Twitch. I heard that they, at one ch- time, one of the channels had like 70,000 viewers. Right? Oh, God, yeah. God, that's the thing, though. It's like apparently, because you get the Formula 1 game, like 18, 19. Uh, I don't think 20's out yet. I've been playing Formula 1 tw- uh, 19. They, they actually, of course, you know, they'll have like a sim in their house that they practice on because they have to. Um, and they have the steering wheel, a special steering wheel with all the knobs and dials and buttons all over it. And and like I watched a video, they just got like uh, what like uh, uh, Red Bull, uh, Aston Martin, Red Bull's team. Uh, their main driver right now is fucking incredible, uh, Max Verstappen. He's they showed him basically play one of the like play and drive in his car in in the Formula One game with the steering wheel that he uses. And he fucking crushed it. Like, I mean, he was taking the corners exactly the same way he takes the corners in the real game. Sorry, in real life. And and he was like getting the same kind of times that he normally gets. And it's just interesting to see it, like, oh, yeah. to watch them. And the fact that like the robots, like, there was one I saw where this guy I can't remember which one it was. It was Science. Science. Um, he's a McLaren guy, I think. And Who, he basically Derek Delboy. Sa- Derek Science. And he sat on a chair in an empty room and put his feet up on another chair in this empty room and he closed his eyes and they said take us through the Australia Grand Prix and he closed his eyes and he held his hands out and he was going and they actually played it while he was talking through it no it wasn't him it was uh, I can't remember who it was Um, some guy a driver guy Hulk uh, Hulk something Hulk Conan Hulk Hulkamaniac I can't remember his name um he was a Renault guy. I think he doesn't race now. But he was basically talking himself through the entire, like every piece of track, every foot of track. Oh, this is a little bit bumpy. I'm off to the left. Like, uh, you know, hard on the right hand side. I'm going to hit the uh, hit the curb there and that one. Glance this way. And you just, and they would just played it. And I, it's like they have the entire thing memorized. The robots, these guys. Um, and then, you know, and you have this drama with, you know, only half of it's what's going on on the track. The other half's like it's the racing team with the pit wall and all the shit they're going through. And like, you know, the, the, the pit lane and the, the pit crew and like, do they are they on point? Are they like clearing them in two seconds or less? That kind of thing. There was one where Renault, no, it was Haas racing. And they, I guess they, they didn't have as much money as the other teams and they couldn't get, um, they couldn't afford like a really like top end pit crew so they had like younger pit guys and there was this one pit guy he couldn't get the tire on on the first car that came in and he and they walked up and the camera followed him he's like i don't think that was on right i don't think i got it on right and sure enough they had to stop that car next car came come into the pit lane and he did the same thing he couldn't quite get the tire rack on and they lost that entire grand prix that was it they were out for the fucking race because the guy couldn't because this one guy from the pit crew could not get that back tire on both cars yeah and yeah. it's like his tears streaming down his face. There's like millions and millions and millions of dollars that go into like just moving the racing team from one part of the world to another. Weeks in advance, sometimes like they'll they'll have. A, well, like it's, a, it's just it's like you know the the it's as complicated and as finely tuned as an engine, right? You know, and one oh, yeah, component exactly. goes, 
Yeah. And everything has to be and on everything's, point. Everything has to be on point. Yeah. Right. It's mental. It's mental. It's, it always it's has just really cool. It always has been. Well, it's just like it's the glitz, it's the glamour, it's the power. I say it always power, has been. That's it's... wrong. But I mean, certainly. No. Before, right, you know, certainly when I was into it, which was in 90, I used to watch a lot when I was at college, like mid-90s. Right. Like, even then, like it was just insane. It always has been insane. There was, I was watching that Monaco race uh, where it came down to, it was Ayrton Senna and Nigel Mansell. Uh, and I think it's like one of the most like famous like Monaco races ever. Right. Mansell basically stayed one foot off Senna's ass for like four laps at the very last. Like he was trying to get around and he just wouldn't let him go. It was like one of the most like highly contested kind of like finishes in racing history. It was incredible to watch. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah, so we're into that now. So I've been playing a lot of Formula It sounds like it. Oh, it's great. Love it. Love it. Um, yes, they, the only bummer is that, like I said, they're, you know, they had to kind of postpone that. Now they've postponed all the Grand Prix until at least May. It'll probably go on past that, but that's the current state. It's like we're not going to see a real race until May or later. So I guess we'll see. Anyway, that's about all I've got. I was going to talk about Zombie Army 4, but eh, we can talk about that later. Uh, Lords of the Fallen. That's wanna, a game that is literally zombie, I mean, that was like a big five years army. old. Are we pretty, are we going towards the end of a short show? I think we are. It feels that way. Does it feel that yeah, way to you? No, that's fine. I mean, we came just in, over we, an hour. We nearly didn't hour. do one, so I think the fact right. that we, we've got down and, and we've had a good old chin wag is great. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. So, uh, oh yeah, John couldn't be here. I didn't <laughs> mention that. I was I was so concerned <laughs> with getting was, the COVID jokes. About Blood and Truth, Battlefront Two, and Spell Tower. Right. But yeah, yeah. So so John had other commitments tonight, but we figured we should at least get a show out. And uh, yeah, I was too. I really, I was too focused on getting those COVID nineteen jokes out up front and center, so it kind of distracted me. You get put some grand effort into that starting, uh, starting. That was a good one. I've started changing them every now and again. It makes me laugh. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I guess that, that's. It. I mean, do you have anything else to add right now? But I mean, that's pretty much it, right? There's, oh yeah. There's also so. there are no game conventions <laughs> happening. Everything's shut down. No, Everyone's staying at home. If we're trying to stay game-related, if you want a game-related, a final game-related discussion, mm. I, I, I'm really falling out of love with my Switch. You're falling out of love I with don't, it? I just don't seem to be as suited to the Switch as I thought I would be. I don't play much on it when I don't really ever travel and take it out and about. So I, and I don't know what it is. I'm falling out of love with my Switch. I don't know what's going to change that. Well, what, what games were you playing on it that, that kind of held the love there? Or was it just convenience, convenience in general? Well, I think I, I think I've burned through most of the first-party stuff that is de rigueur. Do you know what I mean? Like Mario yep. Odyssey, Zelda, Zelda, Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah. We had Mario Maker out from the libraries delivered, right? Yeah. Um, Still no Metroid Luigi's though. What's Magic? up with that? Yeah, right. Where's that the would Metroid? get me going. Yeah, it would get me going too. I mean, the thing is though, right now, the I, I don't know if you, you're probably not. Mind you, you were into Star Stardew no Stardew Valley. Is Stardew I Valley? Play, I name? put hours into it. I put you hours. You love Stardew it. Valley, so like Animal Crossing. That's like the big the big fucking thing is that on the twentieth, Doom Eternal and uh, Animal well, Crossing. Yeah. Cut New Horizons Crossing, comes maybe. out. I don't. Uh, it looks I don't know. good. I don't know what it is. You know what? I you know one of the things though I would like from the Switch. It sounds crazy. A bigger screen. I, I just uh, small screens are doing my head in a little bit now. Right. I wonder whether that's. Um, 
But here's the th uh, so, but you've got so you have one of the original. You don't have a switch light, so you can plug yours into the TV. I should take this forty-inch TV next to me to my bed now, shouldn't I? Yeah. And just sit there. Just like strap a couple of handles <laughs> on the side and just sit up in bed and play that. I understand when you go to weddings now and you see people, you see those old ladies holding up their like iPads, right? And you're just like, holy shit! <laughs> like, why don't you just bring the TV? Right, right, right. right. I Love understand. That. I'm, I'm just taking a photograph. <laughs> it's like, come on. Just get a kickstand for it. I thought everything was getting smaller. Mm, no, not for Granny. I don't yeah, know. Metroid I mean, the, would be amazing. I always had problems with nin handheld Nintendo devices not fitting my hands properly. I can never... A DS, doesn't matter what version of it, I can't hold it without feeling like I have to get a claw grip going. Same for the Switch. And I'm talking about the classic switch. I haven't looked at the light yet because the light's got like molded hands, so like that might be a little bit better. Now this already all in one shape. It's not like a slightly loosey, slightly wobbly kind of thing on the side. You can't that one. You can't uh, attach it to a big TV though, can you? Correct. Yeah, but it's a hundred bucks cheaper, so you can't oh, really sniff at it. Hundred cheaper. Yeah. Actually, okay. it's a uh, it's one nine one nine nine versus two fifty. Right. No, no. So is it two nine nine? Right. And yeah, so, so yes, I think it's hundred bucks cheaper. Yeah, so the switch, so switch. Oh no, it's one forty. So, so it turns out the switch is the Game Boy replacement. Who would have thought it, right? We didn't yeah. even see that coming. That's what it, it went handheld in the end anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get me my console like I always wanted. No, they said that they're only halfway through the ca the the console's lifestyle, uh, lifestyle, life cycle right now. Um, so I mean, we got to get a Metroid, right? Also, they've already blown the load. Like, all of the first parties except Metroid have been out, have come out, right? Well, Metroid did a full reset, didn't it? Yeah, it was going to come out, and then they were like, oh, sorry, we've decided to crawl the way back to the drawing yeah, board. Yeah, they started right back in the Which, again. I mean, you know, props to them, at least if I can came out and said that. Most companies will be like, it'll be out when it's ready, and not say anything for years. You know, like yeah, Anthem, but, basically. But that was only a couple of years ago. Oh, didn't they... Uh, well, I, what is it, I feel like 4? it was too. Oh, I don't, I don't know what it's called. Um, oh, Metroid Prime Four. Everything we know so far, February third. Okay, that. Well, this year. Okay. Would you mind unblocking us? Oh my god! Right. Okay. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> yes, uh, I would. Oh, it was only Jan. It was only a year ago, a year and a bit ago that they. Oh, they pushed really? it away. Yeah. It feels January. like it was longer ago. It does doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, January 19, uh, 2019. So, really, it's not coming anytime soon then, is it? No, not really. No. no not for if it's going to be as great as we want it to be. Man, I really want it to be good, though. That would be good if it was good. If it was good, it would be great. You know? We just want what we loved. We do. And it was so good. It was so good, Metroid Prime. Metroid Prime... Man, I fell in love with that game. That was... That took me all the way there. And the cheesy graphics. Like, it was... They weren't the best at the time. They were good enough for the time. That weird, like, looking up and down auto, like, mouse look, mouse spring that would kind of go back. And if you wanted to kind of look up and hold it there, you had to hold a trigger button to stop it from springing oh, right. back to... Like, it had all kinds of janky shit going on with it. But, God, I love it. That was... That game... Fuck... That was so good. Remember all the puzzles where you just... Yeah, yeah the puzzles it. and stuff were great. The maps You had to turn great. into a ball and like kind of go around the like things in the wall, like the tracks in the walls and stuff. And 
Oh, yeah, see a great balance of Metroid V. Well, it is Metroid. Obviously, it's Metroidvania, <laughs> right? Yes, but with proper combat, right? You know, proper, like F- FPS kind of proper FPS. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, if they did that right, which yes. they, you know they can do. I'm sure they can. Oh, they'd be so good. Yeah, if they could fix the FPS stuff, so like moving around was a lot easier, looking around was a lot easier, and then just have the extra, you know, turn into a ball you know, switch weapons because it was always about the missile versus the weird thing. You know what I mean? It was always about that. But, I mean, you know, we've got more complicated games these days as far as, like, inventory management and FPS. Yeah. You know? That's reminded me that Resident Evil 3 is on the way, too. RE3. April 3rd. I would be more excited about that than most things. I haven't played 3. Did you play Remastered 2? I did, yeah. Not all of it. I got I got far enough to where you was, you can get out of the police station. In that centerpiece thing where you go down. Yeah. I got that far. That's, That's good. But if you oh, love yeah. them, you, you love them. Yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you run a little bit more tepid on them than I do. I love I, them. I do, I do. It's and it's partly because I didn't like being scared. <laughs> that's that's the yeah, truth. Yeah, that's the truth. It scared me. <laughs> That's why I don't play Soma. That's why I didn't play fucking, you know, Amnesia too much. I, I just, uh, Alien, Alienus, Isolanus. Th- those, I just hide in a fucking filing cabinet and I'm done. That's it. That's me okay, for the game. I'll give, you another t- I'll give you another topic to talk about before we go. Yeah. So we watched Ready Player One last night. Okay. <laughs> Have you seen it? <laughs> yeah. Saw it in the theaters. It's not a great book. It's not a great I don't think it's that great. It's okay, right? It's not brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So I can certainly see why it wasn't the success that everybody thought it might be. I have I have problems with the story in general. Yeah, my I did. I had problems with it. I like the idea. I, I get the idea. I'm not saying that like I don't possess enough kind of imagination or vision to imagine a world in which a, a fully encompassed VR situation could go the way it does in that movie. I don't think it will be quite like that movie, but that's not what I'm holding against it. I think I think the problem with it being, it tried you. It took me too long. To, it was quite a shock at the start to get into the world that they lived in. Right, it just didn't yeah. make much sense to me. It, didn't, it, it was very chaotic. Yeah, it was fucking. That doesn't make much sense, right? No. Everyone is playing VR. Okay, it's almost starting to sound like whatever. I forgot where I was going with this now. Oh, shit, what was I going to say? So you you watched it the other day. Oh, yeah. Okay, so anyway, we watched it last night, and of course there's nostalgia in it and stuff like that. It's okay, it's okay. It's a, it's a, it's a ride, right? It's a good ride. Yes, it is a ride, true. And there are lots of things that I thought were pretty shitty. But that shining bit, when they're in the shining, <laughs> holy fuck. The shining? Yeah, where they go in, they pull the book in, and go, they go into the shining, they're actually in the shining hotel, and like the elevators opening oh and stuff fuck like that. yeah just like holy that was very well done it was very well done actually yeah because it was that big green orc guy that ended up getting yeah like seeing all the shit right oh uh, yeah well yeah they, and oh man like even and then he's fighting it was like the shining is a very disturbing movie it's not, it's not right? great <laughs> and so yeah. of course they got into that bit where he goes into the hallway and like then the blood starts rushing out of the elevator so that, that yep. is horrifying when yeah. you watch that in the shining oh god yeah yeah and then when they see that hot woman in the tub and it turns out to be a not hot woman at all <laughs> yeah i don't know that's terrifying my, my too. daughter didn't 
say anything. Like, we've had her before, like, say, no, she doesn't like it or whatever. She just watched it, but I've got to feel that might have scarred her. That might have been a defining like, moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> I might have turned her off forever, mm. all movies. Um, yeah. I, the, the thing for me is that it, the biggest problem I had with it, the biggest problem I had was that it... It either should have been more serious or less serious. Yeah. But it shouldn't have been both. And it was both. It was slapstick, wacky, completely bananas, like Hollywood overproduced, you know, crazy action. And it was like, you know, hip talking. Oh, hey, you know, here's the, it's the, you know, spunky girl. And it's the, you know, all the, it's, it's the crew. It's all the nerds and everything else. Oh, cool. We're all together. Hey. And then the next thing, like the, the, this evil guy burns down an entire fucking like shanty town full of humans. <laughs> he killed like, a lot of it's, people. I mean, he kills hundreds of people yeah. horribly. And then you're into like the, some of the worst horror movies like you've ever yeah. seen. Right? Yeah. It doesn't know what it is. It, really doesn't he hasn't got a clue yeah. and uh, no i and didn't that, read the book though did you read the book i i didn't read it with with my eyes i had the audio book and i'd heard it's amazing and an audio book okay who's the narrator oh it's will wheaton okay which oh, i'm out I, I like will wheaton reading will wheaton's books i like it when he reads his own books because it's him reading his thoughts with his voice. Problem is, right? he's still Wesley Crusher to me, and I just found him so annoying. Oh, I, I, I think he's wonderful. But okay. th- the thing is, like, I, I'd already had a lot of audiobooks of his before, so I get his style. And my problem with Ready Player One is that it's, it's, it's you know, when something gets grabbed by Hollywood and it becomes a produced version of a thing, mm. like even a fashion or a fad or people's feelings about a certain thing. Once Hollywood gets it, they just get it and they beat you over the head with it. Like, yeah, we know it. We're, we're doing this thing that you like. Look, it's this thing that you like. Push, push, push. Love it, love it. Give us money because it's this <laughs> thing that you like, right? And they, it's like Ready Player One took eight, like, our love for our childhoods in the 80s. And it turned it, it just ruined it. <laughs> it fucking, it spoiled the magic. It's an interesting point because at first I was like, oh, I recognize that. Or, oh, that's, you know, I know that old character. Well, yeah, it's nice right. to see that person again. And by the end of yeah. it, I was just like, I just don't give a shit, right? Yeah, what, it's what? like, okay, fine. Yeah, oh, it's, it, oh, okay, it's, it's yeah. the DeLorean, got it. Okay, oh, it's the fucking, my, you know my big giant whatever the fuck that thing's name oh you know it's like it's like you know my my bedroom in the 80s wasn't wall-to-wall memorabilia you know i had i had a millennium falcon yes you know actually you know who did it best was uh stranger things stranger things managed to still have these things in this world and not just beat you to death with it but still have it it felt like the goonies or something be- right. you know what i mean but it's like oh hey he's hey he's the, oh you're that thing oh i know this book and i know this movie back in yo he was a big fan of fucking full house yeah, or, you know what? oh yeah, you know it's like fuck you know off what? yeah you know it's we all were you know yeah. yeah we were all fans of that you know what you know where's that sort of white and 
blue crock pot thing that you know we always saw in the seventies <laughs> and eighties, right? That our mums had. That that well, gives me the one, a warm the feeling. one with Why the willow you? pattern on it. <laughs> that gave me a warm feeling, right? I saw one in the charity yeah. shop. I'm like, oh. Yeah. yeah right. But if I see another fucking Simon Says, if I see another fucking Big Track, if I see another Millennium Falcon in the background, or another fucking Back to the Future poster, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I know. Somebody on my Twitter feed posted something like, do you remember if you had one of these and it was like a tomey little driving thing? Like, you if go, I see go that fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we all did. Who cares? There's nothing special about it because we all had it and we're done. We threw it away. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, I had a Millennium Falcon, but I didn't have it in my room forever. It went up in the attic when I was done playing with it. You know, sure, I had an Indiana Jones poster in my bedroom, but I took that down when I was done when I grew out of it. You know, there's a lot of things that you don't need to go, hey, look, it's the 80s, guys. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, this person really loves the 80s, and we're going to make it all about how they love the 80s. It's like, well, we do, but we didn't make a fucking TV show about it or a movie. We certainly didn't write a book about how fucking cool it was. We just liked it, and it was cool. The end. We weren't trying to use it to garner favor with other people. You know what I mean? And that's all that is. I'm I'm a little confused at the moment. Like I work with a young guy. He's probably like late 20s. And he listens to 80s music all the time, right? Well, I yeah, thought we'd already back. done the 80s. Why yes. are we still doing the 80s? Yeah, no, the 80s, because my daughter's the same. So there's a, there's a couple of new things that are coming out that, well, that are, and this is old man talk now. Are you ready? Are you ready for some old man talk? Of course. <laughs> Dad talk. So the kids these days, and their internet, they're into this lo-fi music, right? Which apparently seems to be a lot of low fidelity new wave synth music. Okay. <laughs> right? Basically, it seems, you know, it, it Tears for Fears, uh, I mean, you name it. That seems to be. Why is Aha? Why is Aha so popular? Was it ever Aha ever that? that Aha! My kids are singing it. I hear it. What, on the take Ready on me, really? Yeah, it, my daughter's singing it all the time. It was on Ready Player One as the end music. Right? Yeah, well, but I don't I remember mean, it being. It was pretty I, popular, but I, it was it was, but that was their fucking one hit wonder. Like, you know, it's no better than you know, video kill the radio star in the seventies or anything by the fucking Buggles or Wuggles, whatever they were called. I mean, it, you know, it's it, it had that cool video where he was. Sorry, I, just, was I just I just I thought we I just thought we'd done the eighties. We had that. well, we had. <laughs> Oh, is it somebody else is doing that now? Yeah, they get to do it. <laughs> but what I don't understand is why they'd want to, right? Well, I mean, you know, the, I get it. The The 80s had a lot of cool stuff going for it. I have a love for the 80s because the, the being English in the 80s, there like, was an yeah, American the, 80s that I always wanted to have. And it was the... Okay, oh, yeah. I'll, you stop, know you. I mean? I'll stop you there, okay? <laughs> yeah, well, my wife tells this story all the time, but we went, when we were living in Canada, so it wasn't maybe sort of 10 years ago, we all went in the car and we went to Disney World. We got to Disney World and my wife cried. And everyone you tell that story to here, they just go, what are you talking about? And she goes, you don't understand what it was like growing up in England in the 80s. Yeah. That was like a dream to be able yeah. to go to America and have a cheeseburger and go to... It really was. Go to Disney World. Like, you had friends who went to Florida and Disney World? Holy fuck, dude. Yeah. I remember in high school, there was one guy, the, this kid, and he went, he, for reasons unknown, he ended up going to Dallas. Right. And this was back in, when it we would have been 87. 
Back when Dallas was still when JR on. was a thing. When the Houston football team was the Houston Oilers. And he came back telling us that and we couldn't fathom it. He was explaining how they open cans of drinks. Mm-hmm. And we because we still had the old ring pulls where you just literally pull it off and it comes off. You know what I mean? Like the old yeah. ring pulls on cans. Yeah. And he was explaining this mechanism where you pull it back and then you push it forward again. It's witchcraft. And that made no fucking sense to me. You know, and you, you see, you know, the, the kids. Have you ever watched uh, the science behind that ring pull? No. It's very interesting. Is it really? <laughs> I'm going to send you a link. I mean, it's smart. But I mean, the, th- the thing is, uh, no, no, your wife's right. Like, you know, you'd see the Disney stuff on TV. And if you're over in England, it's like... It was a world it's away, so it? It, it is literally a world away, especially more in the 80s. You know, it is a world away. And it's something that, you know, even if you did manage to get there, you can't have it. It's not yours, you know. So it, you know, it's one of those things where to go to Disney... And to literally see these things with your own eyes is <laughs> large, like, like larger than why you were getting to Disney if you lived in England was either your parents were loaded or you had cancer. Right? right. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And my parents weren't loaded, but they saved for years <laughs> to, to, to to take us to Disney. Um, and even then, we didn't stay on Disney stuff. We stayed on International Drive somewhere. I can't remember what it was. But I mean, and we used to get a taxi driver to drive us in every day, and we just thought it was the most fucking magical thing ever. Of course, it was. It was sunny. It was sunny all the time. McDonald's had a fucking drive-through, which was like, of course it does. Why? (laughs) Why don't we have these? And I went. I actually walked into the McDonald's as a sixteen-year-old, and I had had I had a cross crucifix earring. And the girl was a cute girl behind the counter, and I ordered my food like a big fat slob because we went for broke when we realized that they were open late and they had a drive-through. So we just ordered a lot of stuff. And she said, "Hey, was, uh, she said, hey, can I help you? Nice earring." And I was like, "Oh, they can do that. They can just say nice stuff whenever they want." It's like weird. It's <laughs> like what? What is this place? What does she want? <laughs> yeah, it's like, what, are we married? Are you asking me? Out? I don't know. What does it mean? Um, yeah, and it's just and everyone was fucking smiling and nice. The guy that came, we asked for the same cab driver every single day because he was so cool. A guy called Bucky, and he was just like some old American guy, you know. Mm. But like his car always smelled like vanilla. It was nice. And yeah. he was, all he had to do is just like when you when you get it by Bucky, you'd say, "See you later, buddy." That's it. He's made you holiday. That's, hasn't that's he? exactly what would happen, you know. And say, "Hey, you guys, have a great day. I'll be right here waiting for you." And he fucking was every single time. If we came out early, if we came out late, his ass would be right there waiting nice. for us. I was like, come on, this, this, everything is magic. <laughs> America's magic. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I could totally see that. It's, but, yeah, the 80s stuff, to me, a lot of it is the stuff I wanted because America, American 80s, for kids my age, looked so much better than British 80s. British oh, 80s, yeah. all like Margaret Thatcher me, and fucking Arthur Scargill and fucking... Think like. of me. I started out over here, right? And, you know, and then I, oh, God, and then I ended back. up going back to Margaret Thatcher and Arthur Scargill. I was like oh, a kid God. in the 80s going, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that, that's got to be a fucking It was right? hardcore. You know, people oh, were God, like, did you, imagine did you know you wanted to go back? Yeah, of course I fucking Are you fucking joking? <laughs> People say if I'd ever go back, I'm like, you fucking kidding me? No. <laughs> Even now, now. No. Wouldn't dream of going back. 
no. the place is garbage. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not going to. I'm not going to get into that. But no, me you know, it's But not, it I'm is. I'm not going to rubbish it. But I, it, well, for me anyway, it was just like you know, just it was just I was Canadian kid, North American kid, right? I was the kid in Stranger Things, right? That was my that was yeah. my childhood. Right. And then to have that ripped up and placed in a school uniform in a, oh. a school that was older than the country that I came from. God. You know, with a teacher wrapped you around the head. Well, why is this guy hitting me? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. They used to do that in school. <laughs> they didn't do that in Canadian schools. They didn't? <laughs> Man, I used to get my ass smacked so much by fucking just, teachers and shit. Yeah. No, oh. thanks. No, no, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So yeah, bottom line, uh, Ready Player One is not a good movie. Uh, my wife really liked it. I I I watched it. I thought it was okay for what it was, but I it was certainly a bag of okay. It definitely I, wasn't. It didn't really make me think. <laughs> it didn't didn't stop and make me think. It didn't really make me wonder what if. It didn't make Have me you, want to um, live in that future. It didn't make me didn't compel me to feel any way. I was just like, oh, okay, this is a shit. Shit's going into my eyes for. Two hours and then we're done. That was that yeah, was a roller coaster. And, okay, and before anyone, you know, who keeps their password written on a, a post-it note next to wherever they're, and people go, "Well, that's the main point." Yeah, but who, who writes the big word "password" next to it? That's like, <laughs> oh, on his chair. Yeah, fucking hell. Yeah, I mean, I get that's that's humorous. I get it, but fucking hell, it's ridiculous. Did you um, watch Uncut Gems yet? No. All right. Is that go, any good? Yeah, go off and do that. Okay. I've been thinking about it because I watched Adam Sandler's comedy special the other day, the 100% Fresh, thinking it was going to be awful, and it was really good. <laughs> good. Okay, I'll watch that, too. Then I haven't watched that. Yeah, yeah. Go, yeah, you should definitely watch it. I will do that, for sure. All right, we have time because it's only 20 to 10. Oh, yeah, you can watch it tonight. Yeah. All right, cool. we done? I think we're done here. I think that's a show. It definitely is. Good chat, mate. All right, likewise, likewise. Let's let's get these more regular now, and everything should be fine. Whether we're stuck at home forever or not. Yeah. All right, cool. So anyway, uh, I guess yeah. The uh, what does John do? So uh, we are on GamePunchers.com. Uh, at GamePunchers Pod is the Twitter account for the show. I am at Chambango. John is at John Lavalli with two. L's, the second L's. <laughs> and uh, go on, Fraser. I don't know. I'm at Fraser Moo, as usual. Mm-hmm. You know where to find us. Yes, exactly. Um, and I think we have a Slack, which is. Is it Slack Punchers? I, I don't I really don't know much about the Slack. Uh, me either. That's very. It chooses as and when it decides to let me know that you guys have put a message up. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, sometimes it beeps, sometimes it doesn't. Oh, tinyurl.com forward slash Slack Punchers. And our email address that we never look at is podcast at gamepunchers.com. Um, and I think that's going to do it, I think. So thank you for listening. Thanks for coming back. Uh, and hopefully next week we'll have Doom Eternal to talk about and we'll have John back and it should all be good. So uh, we love you a long time. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Wizard. Wizard. As soon as you are able.